The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. So good evening, everyone, and welcome to the January Burl Cauley Leadership Training. Sorry for the little bit of confusion at the beginning, but we're going to get rolling here and hopefully you will gain some valuable information uh, that you either can use or share with the people in your affiliate. I want to first thank uh, our host, Sheila, and our streamer, Belinda, and our whatever they're called in Clubhouse, Kayla. I can't remember all these fancy names. Uh, and so this evening we have, I know for sure, one presenter, Cindy Hollis. Uh, we're hoping to have Nancy Becker. If not, we're going to make the best with what some of us already know about. And we're going to talk about the ACB Members Management System, uh, otherwise known as AMMS. And if you try to say that fast you get confused so some people just say ams but uh, anyway it's ammms um and it's getting sort of near time for when people really get active in using that member management system so we're hoping tonight that you can gain some tips and information to help you use the ammms more efficiently so has Nancy Renata joined us? Change to Belinda Collins. Close. Press CMD plus to open pop-up. Okay. Sorry. Uh, has Nancy joined? No, ma'am. Okay. All right. Um, Cindy, are you ready to go or you want me to keep I'm, talking i'm not i you can I, keep going i have I, i've sent it to nancy she should I, be here okay um, i can I'll i can do talk. what i need to if i you know I, i'm, uh, I'm good at that it. i I, I need to pull it up some information sure. so okay so yeah. for those who don't know the amms is acb's member management system and, and it is a database that um consists of various fields that um are filled in for information about your members, the members Donna, of your- Donna, can I interrupt you just one second? Sure. Nancy, if that's you, I see American Council of the Blind, so that might be Nancy in the audience. Probably is, yeah. If that's you, sure. can you- <laughs> Raise your hand, Nancy. Because, oh, all right. Can I'm I gonna, get- so I, I'm going right. to promote her. Okay. Nancy, I promoted you. Sorry, Donna. <laughs> That's okay. So anyway, um, it is a database with various fields that that uh, people fill in about the, your affiliate members, and some of it's your basic information: name, address, you know, phone number. And we're going to talk uh, about the importance of some of those fields, um, and also um, there are certain dates that information needs to be entered uh, in that database in order to certify your members so that they can vote at the convention uh, this summer. So it is important to 
pay attention to the dates. And, and there should have been an email sent to somebody in each affiliate with information um, uh, very recently. In fact, I don't know, just a day or two ago. <laughs> yes, yesterday, actually. It was okay, it was yesterday. Yeah. I knew it was very recent. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, we have Cindy Hollis and Nancy Becker, uh, who are much more uh, knowledgeable about this database and much more efficient users than than I am. I do use it, but they they are going to um, help us become more efficient, and they will answer all your questions. So I don't know who wants to go first, but whoever's ready, Nancy, right. Cindy, take it away. Nancy, are you are you ready to go? I was talking and I was muted. So, Cindy, well, be, before I pop yeah. into the AMMS, do you want to just talk a little bit about people becoming a member and why it's sure. important that yep. they're a member of ACB? Love, yep. Yes. So, uh, membership in the American Council of the Blind certainly comes with some benefits. And uh, many of the people that enjoy community uh recognize that they can participate whether they're a member or not and that's great but acb is doing a lot of really good work and when you become a member you ally with us you join the acb family and you can do so either as a member at large which means you are a member of acb the end or you can join any of our 60 plus affiliates these are organizations who have chosen to affiliate with ACB, they are either located in a state or they are a special interest national affiliate. And any of them, if you become a member of, you are also automatically a member of the American Council of the Blind. So your membership gives you perks like discounts with, say, IRA, but it also, well, besides the fact that you should be able to wear the, the, or that knowledge should be something proud that you wear, that you're a member of the American Council of the Blind, we have a lot of advocacy work that we are doing. You get, um, you get to pre-register for events such as the upcoming DC Leadership Conference, the annual conference and convention that is this summer. Um, so you get about one week uh, ahead, at least for the DC Leadership Conference, to be able to register before others. Often the cost is less expensive if you are a member than if you are not a member for, for things such as the convention. And you get to vote, you can run for office, and you can serve on committees, which really are the backbone of ACB. And that all comes with your membership. Um, membership at large is just $10. We have one affiliate whose membership, and remember, you could become a member of affiliates, and then you're a member of ACB is actually less than the $10, which is just amazing to me. Um, and then many of our other affiliates are around that price or anywhere up to $25, depending on what they have determined 
to charge for membership in their organization, which in turn gives you access to membership in ACB. The other thing I just want to mention is if you are the person who is uh, providing us the information for your members through AMMS, uh, it is really important to take time to come up with a plan so that you can check with your members and ensure the information that you have is correct. Um, and when you join as a member at large, to make sure that you're providing us your email address, your phone number, and answering any of the pertinent questions. Uh, some of the questions that uh, are, and I'm trying to think of the name of, um, some of the questions that we are asking are valuable to us as we seek funding uh, for grants and so on to support many of the programs, such as community, uh, but many others that we enjoy and uh, work on throughout the year. So, um, but one of our challenges often <laughs> is that information is incomplete when inputted. And uh, when we want to communicate with people, such as during election time for the convention, we want to be able to email people their uh, passcode. And if we have incorrect information or incomplete information, we may not be able to email it. We may be emailing to the wrong or an older email. So really there's just, and then information is being sent out all of the time to our members through constant contact. And we are using the information that we have for membership. So if you're not receiving say dots and dashes or the email that went out today about the DC leadership conference, you may not have your correct information in our database. So really important to keep updated with the correct information. I know I've moved twice in the last three and a half years. Um, so I wanted to make sure that my correct information was in the database. I don't want to miss a thing. So with that said, I will pass it to you, Nancy. Okay. I am going to keep on a little bit of what Cindy's talking about. So if, you know, my email address here for work is ann.becker@acb.org. If I have fat fingers and I hit an N and then an M and then Becker, I'm never going to get anything. So it could be that when somebody was entering your information, whether it be on our side or someone else's side, it may have gotten entered incorrectly. So if you are not getting anything, give us a call and we can check your email address to see if it's correct or not. Um, the other thing Cindy was talking about that we ask for that's, um, I don't want to say it's personal, but information about people that we like to capture is your gender and ethnicity or race. This is something that is optional. You do not need to give it to us. And so you might say, so why does ACB need this information about me? Well, the reason is, is like Cindy said, is ACB applies for grants throughout the year, which will help pay for the services that we provide to our members, but also our community. 
And a lot of our operational expenses are, are staffing. And this is staffing to, um, you know, put on the, um, oh, geez, Cindy, the radio, ACB Media. It's the community calls. It's anything that we do for advocacy work, communication that we send out. So, um, you know, when we're filling out these applications, there are grants available to support specific projects or groups of individuals. And if we don't have this information from you, or if we have this information from you, it would help us in applying for these grants. So Donna, I'll go into a little bit about AMMS. Um, if you are the membership records person, there is a tab in here that's called records. And in this tab, it captures information such as your first name, your last name, your address. It does have your gender in there and your race ethnicity. There's an email address, but for if you're a life member, for your home phone number, mobile phone number, it even has in there your chapters. So if you have four or five chapters, and they're quite large chapters. If you complete this, this column or this section that says chapters, you can easily, when you're doing, when you're on the certification tab, when you're certifying all your members, you can easily sort it by chapters and then go through each chapter and certify your members by chapters. The other thing that is really nice with AMMS that most people don't know it's out there because there's probably only five affiliates that are using it. There is a thing called affiliate fields. And those are up to 10 fields that you guys can put any kind of information in it that you want. We don't track it. We don't see it in our database, but it's used to, for, to help you guys with keeping your membership information. Um, I can see when I'm looking at some of these that some of them have in here the first year that they joined their affiliate, the newspaper format that they wanted it in, if they paid their dues in a certain year, favorite food. Um, one of them says bingo, which is great. One of them is what kind of pet do they have? So you can capture a lot of that information um, and you don't need to have what I would say, duplicate databases. So um, you don't have to have one that you're keeping on your computer and then also updating the AMMS. You can just update AMMS and be done with it. And then when it comes time for you to, let's say you're mailing out a letter, there is, you can, you can print your roster on a piece of paper, but that's not gonna help you if you're doing a mailing, a mailing. But there is also where you can export it into Excel or in a CSV, which then you can um, put onto labels and mail those out. Um, let's see here. Right now, we are at the beginning of our membership drive or certification period. And during this time, your state or special interest affiliate will be reaching out to you to renew their membership. And like Cindy said, we're asking them to please provide your address, phone number, email address. If you've moved in the last two years, like Cindy has, please give us that information. It really helps us to communicate with you. Um, so membership certification, uh, how do I say this? Right now is the time from January 1st 
through the March 15th for you guys to delete people that are no longer members of your members of your affiliate to add new members, which is very, very important because you only can add new members from January through March 15th. So if somebody is brand new to your affiliate, please make sure you get them into the system because if you do not get them into the system by March 15th, they will, we will not have recorded that they are a member of ACB and they would not be eligible to vote. Okay. The other thing you want to do is you can, you can um, update your members' records. Like I said, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses. Um, if you would like to, you do not need to wait till March 30th to start working on your certification tab. Which, which is what you use to certify your members. You can, let's see here, you can take, there is a, a column that says CY certified, which means current year, year certified. And you can, depending on if your affiliate's big or if it's small, you can change it all to no. So that means nobody's certified starting January 1st. Then as you receive your, money from them for this year, you can go individually in there and change that CY certified from no to yes. Nancy, and, if I could, I want to jump yes. in just to clarify something. Yes. So you said people can join between March or January 1 and March 15th so that they can vote. That Correct. is so that they can be a part of your affiliate vote. Your uh, That's certifying as part of your affiliate. There's yes. You have to have every 25 members, you get one vote as an affiliate. That's your delegate vote. Um, if it goes 13 for every 13, uh, it goes into the next. So it's like 13 to say uh, 37, you get one vote. And then when you hit 38, so that's 13 over the 25 and to the next you know level. So for every 25 votes, you get one vote a delegate vote, but individuals can still join after that, after we reopen it again. Right. So, um, and, and they just wouldn't be counted in your affiliate. They're still very important. We want people, they still can vote at convention and our constitution requires people pay their dues 30 days prior to the start of the convention. Um, and in this case, we've been opening up earlier, so I'm not sure what the exact starting date is going to be, but it's June. Are you to, oh, you're talking for the members of record date? Yes, yes members June, of record. June 21st is the members of record date. So you would have to add a member at, on May 20th or before. For them to be eligible right. to vote. So there is a window there. I, I just want to make sure that, you know what I mean? There's because it's kind of two different things. Um, the the big push for membership, because there's a lot of work involved with with verifying, certifying affiliate votes. And so we want to make sure that every affiliate gets the votes that they deserve. And, and that is really important, but there's nothing worse than being at convention and somebody not getting to vote, thinking they're a member 
and they paid their dues to their affiliate, but the affiliate did not follow through and enter the information in in time. And we have that happen several times at every convention and we'll have somebody stand at registration saying, I paid my affiliate two months ago. And, and there's it, nothing I can do about it no, because if nothing. you have not, if you have not provided that information to us before that May 20th deadline, I can't do anything. I need to follow the Constitution and bylaws. All right. Sorry, Nancy. I just wanted to clarify that. That's that okay. Right? That's fine. Now I got, now I got, this, I got sidetracked here. I got to think I where I was at. <laughs> Sorry. No, <laughs> that's okay. You were on this certifying. Uh, uh, yes, I was. A year and. Yeah, so it, as you're going through this, and I'm just going to pick on Cindy and I. Cindy's the members of record person, membership records person for her affiliate that she's in. And she's going through this, and she's got 200 members. I pay her my dues. She simply needs to go in and find Nancy Becker, click on the edit, click on yes, and that's recorded. So then as it comes time for her to submit certification, she won't have to go through every single one of these 200 people. She will just know that they're all certified. Um, so let me, let me back up to my schedule here because I'm getting sidetracked. So January 1st through March 15th is when you want to add, modify, or delete people. And as, as, as Cindy um, said here, this is for the affiliate vote. If you don't add somebody in here before March 15th, they cannot be added or counted as part of your affiliate vote. Then from March 15th until approximately, or March 16th to approximately the 21st, our offices are trying to catch up on all the updates that you sent in. So once we get caught up, We will send an email out to all the membership users and let them know that they can then submit the certification report. And then, (laughs) excuse me, from March 22nd to March 31st, they need to submit their certification. So there is a specific button that, uh, I got to remember how you do that. You, You click all the people that you want certified. You click this here. Actually, click the little pencil at the top. Whoops. You click all the people that you want certified. You, there's a little pencil at the top that you click, and it says certify this year. Oh, it's not letting me do it because I'm not in that, this period. But once you get in this period, it'll say, I want to certify these people. And you click yes, and you'll submit it. And then once it's submitted, you should get an email saying um, you've submitted your, applic- your, your, your submission. One thing I'm asking that you please don't do is wait till March 30th or March 31st to submit. And the reason I say that is because as we near like seven days before that date, if you haven't submitted, we do start calling you to remind you because we do not want an affiliate to lose their vote at the convention. So please, if you have all your people, your ducks in a row and everything, please submit it before the March 31st deadline. Then after that, April 1st to the 15th, we submit the certification reports. So what I do is we do like a reconciliation to make sure what you submitted is what AMMS is saying at 
this this time when I'm looking at it. There's times that they don't match, so I will contact you to get um, clarification as to what it should have been. Then once we get everything put into our database of all your members, then we will send out a notice to, I think it's the president and the membership record person letting you know how much money is due. And then at that time, you have until April 30th to send in the payment. You guys need to be responsible and forward that on to the treasurer so the treasurer can get that to us. And again, I'm asking that we don't please wait till March or March, April 30th to try to pay us. Because number one, April 30th this year is on a Sunday. We're not in the office Saturday or Sunday. So by the end of the, by five o'clock on Friday the 28th, we need to have payment. If you do not have payment, there could be a potential penalty for your affiliate. You potentially could lose some votes and I don't want that to happen. Then let's see here. Then May 1st, AMMS will open back up till May 20th. So if you've gotten some new members from March 15th to May 1st, you can add them in. And that that point in time, you would have to certify them when you are when you are adding that them back in there. And then you would have to just sort of remember who you're adding in there so that you can update us with um, additional funds that your affiliate does owe us. Anything else, you guys, that I can think that I forgot, Cindy, or that I should talk about or any questions we might have? Oh, you know, the one thing, Donna, I forgot. Um, the membership records person is set by who the president is. So if I called Sharon and just said I wanted to be the membership records person of Minnesota, Sharon cannot change that. It would have to be the president of that affiliate that needs to notify Sharon. So just make sure as presidents that you're notifying us as to who you do want on as your membership records person. And if there's someone on there that has asked to get off or, or um, their time is done with doing that, let us know that so that we can inactivate their file. I'd also just uh, encourage if you are the membership uh, certification person, um, and there can be there can be more than one person, right? Uh, there's some affiliates. There's some people that have uh, three, right? Um, but I would make sure that you have some uh, accountability in place. Uh, presidents checking on your membership person. Uh, there's nothing worse than waiting until uh, the 15th of March. And nothing's been done and you're panicking, trying to get stuff in. Uh, so that really, really important. Um, and there was one other thing I was going to mention and now I can't think of what it was. And, and <laughs> Cindy, you're working on getting some individuals together. Yeah. So, so that we, we can do some training. Some yes. Um, but there is also help already available from previous recordings right on the there, uh, there oh yes the, there is i apologize there is a help tab in amms yeah. and in the help tab there is a couple different things there's the member certification schedule that we just sent out there is 
and mind you, these are from 2020 or 2022. There's an audio training, and that's an introduction to AMMS. There is a new user audio training, a JAWS audio training, and an NVDA training also. So there's several different and ones we will in there. Be, we will be updating those, but I mean, for now, they're still there and certainly can be used. So. And, and if you are new to this and you're having trouble just maneuvering around on the screen or just have questions, Sharon and I are here during the business hours. Give us a call. We can help you with what you, what, with what you need help with. So, Nancy, this is Donna, and since I'm sort of the facilitator, I get to ask my question first. I know we have a hand raise, and we're going to get to you. Um, so, I, I noticed you mentioned uh, about, um, as we kind of get started through this process, um, maybe uh, putting no uh, for uh, under the certification thing. I never thought about doing that because I get so confused every year with that certification, yes and no, and then we get billed for the wrong people. And, <laughs> and then I have to call Nancy and she bails me out every time. And I bet she's thinking, don't you have a clue what's going on? No, well, it no. Is, you know what? No, it's confusing. I understand totally. <laughs> I understand totally. But if you're if you have a huge affiliate, that may not be the best way for you to do it. I just know that there are several individuals that forget how to turn it all to no, and they'll call me up, and I can I can do it in a matter of like a minute for well, you. I I probably can turn them all to no, and okay. and maybe that would be easier for me to do that right from the beginning, and then then go from there. Maybe we'll see. We'll see how it works. So we do have a hand raised. So Sheila, yeah, Becky. Hi, um, this is Becky Dunkerson, and um, I just wanted to let people know that the AMMS sounds harder than it really is. Um, last year was my first year doing it, and um, I was one of those that we had to wait till the last minute, and it was just because of um, our bank account and all that kind of stuff. But what Nancy said is right. Do it ahead of time. Um, and Nancy, I'm going to hit you up on, on changing all of my stuff to no, so I can go in and just do the yes as I go. That ACBDA? Yes. I'll do that now as we're talking. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> so my question is, um, and I ran into this last year, and I, I want to um, see if there's been any changes or parameters put in place. Um, but when we update um, our members' information, um, say Cindy Hollis moved from Michigan to Iowa. So um, I have entered Cindy in as Iowa, but then um, somebody in Michigan goes in and does their records. They change it back to Michigan because they don't know that she moved to Iowa. Mm-hmm. How can we alleviate um, in incorrect information or things getting switched back to what it was? Um, because I do want to use AMMS as my database, but I'm not 100% sure that it's, it's going to help me. So that is part of the reason that we have Sharon as what we call the gatekeeper. 
So as Sharon is looking at that, she, I'm not saying we're all, I'm not saying she's perfect, but she tries to look at it and say, yeah, Cindy really did move to Iowa. She did. She's not in Michigan anymore. And then she just says no, and it doesn't update it. But Becky, there is a time where you have people flipping back and forth. We used to have, um, uh, let's see here. What was it? Sight. People, we used to have sighted, visually impaired, and blind. And if somebody belonged to five affiliates, it could flip five different times. <laughs> so I don't have the answer for you on how to make sure that it does not get changed to the incorrect address. But what I, what I will say is if somebody is, has a member's account through members, is it .acb.org? And they move. They can actually go in there and change their profile information themselves. So that's not what you want me to tell you, Becky, but I don't know how to fix that part right now. That's okay. I just wanted to make sure that, um, you know, that, that we're all kind of aware of it. And and also, like you you and Cindy said, is the, the information is, is vital to be as accurate as we can have it because I know you guys mail out a lot of stuff that comes back to you. So number one, Becky, all your people are not certified anymore. But number two, Becky, you bring up a good thing. Becky, you contacted Cindy. Cindy said, yes, I moved to Iowa. But there may be somebody else that goes, doesn't contact Cindy, doesn't do anything, and they just flip it back because that's where it was last year. It is important as the person who's the membership records person to try to contact each person, whether it be by email, by phone, and verify the information with them instead of just leaving it status quo. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Ray. Go ahead and unmute. All right. Um, we go from Iowa to Illinois. Uh, hello there. Um, just a couple things. Um, one thing I, I've been multitasking as I've been listening, so I'm not sure this all got mentioned, but um, when you do your updates, uh, remember what Nancy just said. Sharon has to actually input those before they sync back. So you may not see them right away. So just be aware that it may take a day or two to you actually see the updates reflect in your records. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, and I is that in addition to the recordings that Cindy mentioned, um, there are several of us, at least in the past, there have been several of us who are able to assist people, you know, especially those of you who use screen readers. It can be a little tricky to do this, but a number of us are ready and willing and able to assist people who use screen reading software um, to um, to work with this database. And as Becky said, it, it's, it sounds a lot harder than it is, but uh, and once you get onto it, it's uh, not bad at all. So just wanted to make those couple comments. Thanks. Okay, Mary. Hello, thank you, um, Sheila. So I'm one of the people that called Nancy and asked her to change our CY field back to no because I didn't know how to do it. So, and she was able to do it in really under 30 seconds. <laughs> so um, definitely appreciated there. Um, and definitely the more you use this system, the more intuitive it becomes. So for anybody new to it, you will get used to it. Um, 
especially the records field, because you'll deal with that all, you know, potentially all year long. Um, I had a question about the record date for this year. My I had thought that the record date was supposed to be 30 days before the start of convention. It um, is. It, it is. is. Okay. So, so the, it, so the, so when we're actually in Schaumburg is probably about the 29th of July, but they are opening it up virtually on June. Is it June 20th? I think it is. Uh, I think so. So they start when they started up, they, they, they open it up. They do Ray and Cindy, you're probably gonna have to help me. What do they read? They read, they read the, the the standing rules and 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 it's because well, Ray's better equipped to answer this, but one reason is because a lot of affiliates hold their business meetings uh, virtually before we actually go to Schaumburg. So that's one reason. Okay, Ray has his hand raised. Yep, and I was just gonna mention, yeah, a number of um, so. Uh, the convention is going to have a virtual uh, set of uh, programs the 20th of June through the 24th, I think. And um, and then we start, we get together in Schaumburg on the 30th to the, of June to the 7th of July. That's important because um, any members, you know, the record date, is 30 days before the opening of the convention, which I think that would make that May 21st. So you need to make sure that members that you're adding are in by that record date so that um, we can get voting information to them. Um, but yeah, that's uh, so, and you know, we, we do, the, we, we're basically calling the convention to order on the 20th so that the convention is actually in session so that those affiliates um, like mine uh, special interests that have to have business meetings during the convention can actually do that. Um, and so, um, they will have some time to take care of that, but, um, it's going to, there'll be more information. I don't really want to go into it here, but there'll be more information about what we're going to be talking about, uh, resolutions, constitution and bylaws, things like that, um, and how that's all going to go. But, um, but yeah, that's what, uh, that, but the, knowing the June 20th, uh, that, you know, back up about 30 days and that's the record date. So that's when you need to have your information in so that we can get uh, voting information out to folks. And um, I just emphasize something that I know Nancy's talked about too. Please, if you, if your folks have email addresses that they, that they want to register, it would really be helpful because then the, the more we can get out by email, um, yes, we know not everybody has email. The more we can get out by email, the better it's going to be to get these voting codes out to people. So um, hope that helps. Thanks. So just, um, I just want to add a little bit about that. So we had some addresses that we didn't have email addresses for people. So we had to actually mail out the unique, a lot of unique border codes in 2022. I would bet we got back 200 that the addresses were incorrect. Wow. So that's a lot of incorrect addresses. So that tells me that either the person moved or we just didn't follow up with them during um, the certification period. So, so again, please contact your members and find out what their correct address is. You don't have any other hands uh, at this time. 
I had a oh, I know I had a question, but I remembered it now. So at one point, Nancy, you had said that you know when a person moves, they can actually go into their members.acb.org and and change that address. Uh, are we to the point where that does sync with with the AMMS? Yes. So cool. when when you change that, yeah, it it goes to the gatekeeper, right. and the okay. gatekeeper makes sure that <laughs> instead of putting street, you put a str five. EET, we we fix it, but we do sync it with the okay. database, and it sh- then it will in turn sync with AMMS. And and um, Ray did say something that is is very very important. If you are updating records on Friday night, syncs don't happen over the weekend, and Sharon does not work over the weekend. So it will not show in AMMS until Monday or Tuesday. So there's sometimes she will get up to five, six hundred updates on a weekend. She can't do all five or six hundred on Monday when she gets in. So if you've if you've done something on Friday night, wait till Wednesday. If you do it Friday night, you didn't see it on Saturday, you do it again on Saturday, don't see it on Sunday, you do it again on Sunday. Sharon actually has to go through that multiple times and that slows her down so do it once if you don't see it for four days then call us up and ask us or do it a second time but wait at least three to four days before you look again okay you have karen go ahead and uh, go ahead and unmute okay i believe i am on you are mm-hmm. um and to add to the comment about uh incorrect record it is critical because those 200 that we got back, that's the cost to ACB. So you're by getting those email addresses and making sure records are up to date, you're helping save ACB some money. Correct. And that was also 200 people that possibly didn't get to vote. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Do we have any? Did you say no other hands? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I was talking at the same time you were. (laughs) Okay. Um, So if you have any other questions for the experts, Cindy and Nancy, (laughs) uh, please uh, raise your hand. But also um, pay attention to the email lists. And and I, I, I would imagine there will be more information as trainings are being organized. Yeah, we, we did. We used to do the trainings. We used to be completed with the trainings by now. But we found out that everybody's just getting off the holidays. They're starting to get organized the per- first part of January. So we figure by having them the f- early part of February, hopefully that will will get more people um, at the trainings that, you know, that have that are just trying to catch up. And then um, hopefully we'll have, I don't want to say less issues, but less issues as we go along. The one other thing that I don't say it doesn't have anything to do with AMMS, but it does. Um, When we have people that are calling into our office and they're interested in joining a state or special interest affiliate, first, if they call in and they want to become a member at large, I and everyone in our office 
tries to get them to join the state or special interest affiliates just because if there's something going on in your state, they're more in tune to what's going on. But if we're passing them on to you guys as a state or special interest affiliate membership person or could be your president, please follow up with the individuals because if we pass them on and nobody follows up with them, they've sort of fallen through the cracks. And that's a big miss on, on our part. Mary. Yeah, thanks. I thought of one thing too. Um, one of the fields on the database is a reason for edit field. And um, I find I'm trying to utilize this more now because I think it's really helpful whenever you make a change on the records field, if you can make a notation, like the date, uh, a quick um, explanation of the change you made, and maybe even your initials, because that can be really helpful for anybody else who's working on that record, even from another affiliate or from within your own affiliate. It's just a really helpful sort of um, record of any changes that are made. Actually, um, that, that is very good thing to bring up. And I forgot about that. So share, we can, I can go back into the notes on somebody. And if you have added notes and dates, we can see when changes have been made. If Sharon is seeing some, what do I want to say, flipping of addresses, she can sort of look to see what the dates were that these addresses were flipped. So she can tell if, you know, if they're valid or not. Mm -hmm. So that is a very good idea. Yeah, I never thought to put the date on it. I, I do put a reason but I never thought to put the date, but I will. Good idea. That's all. That's all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I have, I have something else that I want to just say that this is a perfect time for affiliates to be reaching out to their members and updating this information, reaching out to your chapters if you have them, and getting a plan in place for how they are going to update the information. Um, so March 1st or whenever, you know, right after that is not the time that we're going to hope you're going to get all accurate information. So you, as an affiliate, really want to have a plan in place on, um, on, you know, getting, gathering information for your current members and of course new members. But to be honest with you, chances are the new members' information is going to be current and good. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the members that have been members for a long time. And if affiliates every year just recertify the information as has been, there's a good likelihood. It, there's phone numbers that are no longer any good. How many people used to have a home phone? Now they just use their cell phone. You know, if there's no home phone, we don't want it, the number in there anymore. So, uh, yeah. So just use this time to be also getting that information updated. Okay. Last call for questions or comments. Oh, Kayla, did we have any in Clubhouse? I just thought of that too, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> No, ma'am. I would have I, spoke up if we did. Oh, I, I, I've figured she would, but we didn't even think anyway. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I want to thank Nancy and Cindy for giving up their Thursday evening to um, help us better uh, understand and utilize the AMMS. 
um, and, and realize the importance of it. And I can tell you from experience, uh, whenever I call Nancy and say, I know I added, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it never showed up. And, you know, with technology, it's hard to say where it went. Uh, but anyway, Nancy says, just send me the information and I'll do it. And she does. And certainly, Nancy, I thank you. And I would say others do thank you for helping us and um, being very willing to help us because some of us need more help than others. <laughs> well, thank you for giving Cindy and I the opportunity to be on here tonight. We really appreciate it. So um, before we close, um, I want to let everybody know of the February Burkali Leadership. And it's going to be talking about um, the duties and responsibilities of affiliate presidents and vice presidents. And we actually have, uh, we'll have a panel, a one state president or one president of a state affiliate, one president, uh, a president of a special interest affiliate, and then a president of a local chapter, an active local chapter. Uh, because this uh presentation is going to apply to presidents and vice presidents for, uh, from lo for local chapters as well. So uh, hopefully you will join us on February 9th, Thursday, February 9th at nine o'clock p.m. Eastern time, that is, and uh, hear from three uh, very active presidents and presidents of very active affiliates and chapters. So again, thank all of you for joining us and thank Kayla and Belinda and Sheila for their volunteering. And again, thank you, Cindy and Nancy and everyone stay safe and have a good long weekend and see you in February.